Welcome to No Look Time, episode 5. My name is Jose Velez, I'm one of your hosts, and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. What's good, guys? It's good to be back with you. For those of you joining us on the show, uh, it's so grateful and thankful that we are to have you guys make us a part of your day. So thank you for tuning in to No Load Time. We're excited to talk about what's new and what's going on in the world of geek and and uh, technology and gaming. And I know this is going to be a very heavy gaming episode, but... Uh, Another one. But, We're going to have three in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is just what happens this time of year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so Joe, what's up, man? What you been up to? Well, I've been doing some different stuff, but I think the thing that everyone wanted to know from the last episode was Wonder Woman. Wonder yeah. Woman came out, and I saw it on the Friday, June 2nd, when it came out. Uh, my experience was really unique because not only did I see the movie on the day it came out, although, yes, you could have seen it Thursday night. You know, seeing it Friday was the official opening day of the film. So I really stayed away from spoilers, as you guys know. That's something big for me. Uh, not, and then I also had a really special experience because here in Central Florida, we just opened up a brand new um, 4DX theater. And for those of you that are not familiar with 4DX, 4DX is really cool because it takes you immersively into the film. Uh, you have sound um, that's all around you, moving chairs, like almost like a, like a Universal Studios kind of ride. Not not crazy where you'd be strapped in or anything, but moving in a simulated way with the screen. Uh, you also have you know like snow effects, uh, water effects, air things that shoot by your ears. Uh, I mean, you could smell the scent. You know, you could smell mm. smell stuff. It was just, it, it's amazing. So, so um, it's kind of like a theme park ride, then, right? Yeah, yeah, like soaring, almost like it, but not. Obviously, you're not, you know, floating in the air, but yeah. but it, it it's a full on experience, and it, it made it a lot of fun. So, I don't. With all that being said, though, you know, watching the movie in that way, it, it added to the experience. But man, this movie was so good. Good man, oh, I'm happy. Goodness. I'm happy. Uh, DC definitely needed this sort of good vibes from you know for for their movie universe. Definitely, that's a, it's a big positive. They did, and I know there's some people who have debated on where it is. I personally do think it's the best movie since Dark Knight Rises from a DC films standpoint. Right in the DC EU, it still is the best side of that universe, starting with Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, Suicide Squad. Wonder Woman is the best one out of all those. Um, it, to me, it's not even close. That's just me personally. And I think Man of Steel is a really good movie. I like Batman vs. Superman, but I really think Man of Steel is a solid film, personally. Yeah, but, me too. I, I think it's good. I, I really like Man of Steel. Yeah, I think it's a solid film. But Wonder Woman, I'm not going to say it's it's like a Marvel film because it's its own thing. It really is. Uh, but it has it has heart. It has humor. It's fun. It's inspirational. I mean, I you know, not to, to get into the politics of it, but just, just to know that this is the first time that we have a female superhero film for Wonder Woman. I mean, you would think this character's been around for so many years. You would think that someone would have done this type of film and to know this is the first. Tell you what, Patty Jenkins did a fantastic job. That's good because there was really nothing Wonder Woman since the since the seventies. 
yeah the carter series i know that they tried to do that nbc show that they filmed the pilot but never got released there's pictures of it but no one's ever seen it I, at least no 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 one in the public has seen it well it did get leaked online that oh, it, did? Okay. It, it did and i actually got to see some clips of it it was so bad i'm so glad it was canceled <laughs> <laughs> it oh, was my God. Uh, linda carter would have just been up and up in arms over if that would have went out there so this one and i know she probably supported this film and i mean no spoiler she's not in the movie anywhere uh, i know that i did hear that they want to get her in the sequel and that's the other thing that's interesting too is like this movie's so good you can't wait for the next film to come and they i just found out this week that patty jenkins is saying that there was a report that she was attached to direct uh, wonder woman 2 however it's been uh, I guess counter reports that she actually is not signed on. Her contract was only for one film. Uh, oh. She stepped in last minute to make this movie because there was another director previously attached to Wonder Woman. So she has a lot of negotiating power at DC because now she can walk in and say, how you like me now, guys? You got to pay up and you got to pay me real good to do a sequel. And I'm sure she will and she deserves it. The movie's doing great. And I hope it continues great. For sure, I haven't I haven't gotten a chance to watch it. I did mention to my wife uh, about your experience in that 40x theater, and she was really intrigued. It's like, and, and I told her, like, we we need to do this thing. Do it, do it. I mean, I think there's this, the horse galloping scenes, like the right away in the beginning. Oh my goodness, your, your chair is as if you're galloping with the horses, and it's just it's amazing. That's awesome, man. So, I heard that there's actually color in in this movie versus, <laughs> versus a, a weird dark hue that both batman v superman for sure had and to some extent man of man of steel um is it is it true is it colorful is it is the mood lighter compared the to mood, those other two the mood is absolutely lighter there's times i was just just ha laughing in the theater i mean you know some more adult jokes that the adults would probably catch more than the kids with certain things. But uh, the I wouldn't call the film colorful. I'm not going to say okay. it, it definitely wasn't dark like Man of Steel um, okay. was, but it's not, it does, it, like, you know, because they are in a time of war. So they really have that dark and smoggy looking London, right, mm. setting. Uh, I think the time that you do see the most colors in Themyscira, which makes sense because it's kind of a utopia, right? It's 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 a place that's supposed to be this beautiful heavenly place where everything's perfect and wonderful until the world of men collide with them. But it so that's when you get to when you are in the beginning in Themyscira, you're you're you know you're seeing you're like wow this film is <laughs> more colorful than any other DC films, Good. but the rest of the film itself it, it because it's taking place in a dark you know at the dark time in history which mm -hmm. they deliver so well the rest of the film isn't as colorful i will say you, you can tell the difference right away but it's not bad i mean it, it just it just adds to the heart of the film like it's not trying to be this dark and brooding like batman versus superman taking itself seriously it's just that it's emotionally literally that deep i mean i can't go off into spoilers but all i'll say is the minute you see and those of you who are listening who have seen the film the minute you get to that scene my favorite scene of the movie, No Man's Land. Oh my goodness! It, it, it's 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 just such a powerful, just the setting, and uh, I think the only complaint I did have was some of the CGI. Just being honest, 
the end of the movie, they kind of had a little bit of a doomsday kind of CGI-ish. It went a little, little, little Batman versus Superman at the end. And there's also some scenes where you have scenes where Gal Gadot, who plays Wonder Woman, she's in a, a posture as if she's going to fight, and then she's, you know, taking like a, a massive jump or, or run or something, and the film cuts from her, and then you can tell it becomes an animated version of her doing oh, these things. Okay. And it is a little bit jarring on certain scenes, but it's not bad by any means. Like, it, it doesn't take you out of the film, but there, you can catch it certain scenes. Like, oh, that's, you know... That's not Gal Gadot. That's a CG person jumping around. It's not. It's not Superman Returns bad. No, no, not or, Superman or, Returns. Yeah, because in Superman Returns, that happens often, where he flies off and suddenly is not Brandon Routh anymore, and you can definitely tell that's a CG character. Yeah, it, it, it. I mean, it's not. It's definitely not to that caliber. I think CG's <laughs> gotten even better since then too. I think that oh, helps yeah, the yeah. case. Better cheaters. <laughs> but but there are some scenes i'm not gonna lie you will catch it and go oh you know uh, they put her face digitally on you know and and, and that's probably understandable because i don't think that budget uh the budget for that movie was that gigantic it was it was moderate right yeah i know no it was it was modern mm -hmm. that's the thing people were even complaining about should this director who's the first time making this kind of film should she even have that big of a budget i'm like come on like after you see this movie this lady deserves to do any project she wants because it's it's fantastic with what she did, what she had. That's awesome, man! I can't wait to see what Justice League's gonna be. It's gonna be like definitely Wonder Woman was one of more more one of one of the more interesting parts of uh, Batman v Superman. So I'm looking forward for a JL. Absolutely, absolutely. But man, what what did you do, Obed? So uh, last last episode. We we didn't do the uh, the what's up. So in between last episode and 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 the, the week before, uh, Joel, I was able to catch two comic book movies that I hadn't seen. So um, remember, I I mentioned that I had purchased Logan on Blu-ray. So I watched Logan. Nice. It is it is really really good. I I think it's it's more than a comic book movie it transcends because it is a good movie by on its own it doesn't need to be tied into anything it, you can you can call it oh this guy is a washed up superhero yeah you can, even, you can even go that route without knowing that he's wolverine and and you can still enjoy the movie um so it's it's really good uh it's really gory um, <laughs> my wife was covering her face every time someone got stabbed in the face so uh so she she didn't enjoy it that much but uh what i did i, I first i didn't mind that i'm a dude so <laughs> <clears throat> but the only only gripe i have the move with the movie is the villain i think the villain and this movie is re uh, can i can i you can expound on it let's do uh, it my minor spoiler there's not really a villain in the movie per se there's a, a group of people that act as a villain, but not not not, not an antagonist, uh, as as you would say, and that I think that was the weakest part of the movie. And then they had one of this villains. I thought it was just a just such a cheap cop out that I was like, oh, I really don't like this. But other than that, it was phenomenal. Um, 
I wish we couldn't gotten a, a you know strong villain, but um the the girl that played um X twenty three forgot her name um but she was really good man I know like she was such a good actress I was so impressed and and my wife was asking me it's like she's not really talking that much it's like she's not she's grunting and doing this thing and she's not talking it's like she's not talking but she's telling you so much with her expressions it's amazing that was i was um she was excellent so if she comes back in some way yeah for explorers that would that would be great because because she was really really good um of course you know patrick stewart and, and hugh jackman are always phenomenal uh, they have such a great chemistry. I mean, they've been uh, in these movies since, you know, for 15 years. So, uh, so the chemistry chemistry between them is phenomenal. Um, but yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, other movie I watched, Joe, Doctor Strange. I hadn't watched that yet. Okay. Um, I, I know it came came out a couple of months ago. Uh, well, a couple of months no, ago, well, over six months ago. Yeah, around yeah. six months ago. Um, so I didn't get a chance to watch it, and that's the only Marvel movie I don't own on Blu-ray. Uh, and it's interesting because I, I try to buy them all. I'll probably get it if I find it on like a Black Friday sale. Sure. Um, but I, I thought it was okay. I thought it was it was enjoyable. Um, I had I had a couple of issues with it. Um, the only only issue I didn't have with the movie at all is the visual effects. Um, I think it's one of the most more impressive, if not the most visually stunning movie I've ever seen. It's it's just crazy. Uh, some of these effects that I that that they were able to pull off were just excellent, and um, so I was really impressed with that. And of, of course, you know, um, Cumberbatch is it's really good. Um, I I think his chemistry with Rachel McAdams was not great. Agreed. Um, so that was one of the weaker parts and i really felt like the humor was um was forced so it, it was like humor for humor's sake and and i i you know it's 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 okay to to you know poke, poke fun and and have a joke here and there but but some of the moments were were really really forced and uh i really i i mean i had not not that i had an issue with it but it's just like oh, this could have been this could have been done you know could have done better um but uh yeah i enjoyed it i enjoyed it it was fun you know it was some of the moments were funny and uh like i said visual effects just as a, as a visual treat uh that movie was phenomenal um other than that i started playing a game on vita uh i started playing uh severed uh, which is now available on pretty much anything on uh, smartphones and I'm not sure if there's a 3DS version of it, uh, but Joel Severed's a it's a first person. I'm gonna say it's an RPG because you do have a skill tree that you need to level up. Um, so it's a uh, and this game's done by uh, Dreambox, the guys that did um, the Guacamole uh, game on uh, on the uh, it came out for pretty much everything Guacamole. Uh, so it's the same guys. So the graphics and the aesthetics is is much like like guacamole um i think the art design is really really good um some of the sound design is real good um i was having fun with it for a few hours and then i, I got to the point where i just 
stop having fun. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, I mean, it, it got to it got to the point where it's like, oh, I mean, it, it just started getting progressively harder, and I, I don't mind that. I like hard games, but it's just that they started adding things to make it hard. Whereas, like, well, this is kind of like again being hard for for you know just for funsies and yeah and, and i, and I kind of didn't like it so you know uh but it has some really cool mechanics you know it, it uses the it uses the touch screen on the vita so you move around with your d-pad or, or the left stick um and then you use your your, your screen to swipe as your sword attacks well that's cool um when you get to you get to like a I would say it's not a stasis mode, but you get to like a, a time control mode or or like a slow mo mode. Once you beat an enemy, and you can cut limbs from the enemy and collect those limbs, and those are the parts that you use to level up. And you can you know level up your attack strength, your regenerative uh, abilities. Like if you attack, you get gain some health. Um, you gain some you know some more hp so things like that it's it's well designed uh the dungeons are well designed like like i said the graphics are really um it, the, the the graphics are not you know mind-blowing but they're the, the because the art design so good that you know the graphics kind of pop out and it does have a very interesting story so i'm kind of disappointed that i just stopped having fun with it i'm gonna give it another try over the weekend see if i can get past that area maybe after that I'll, it, it'll click it. It'll click again. Uh, maybe I need to level up a little bit more. This game doesn't really have a lot of grinding because you go back to areas and enemies already. You know, if you kill the enemies in one area, they're gone. So, um, but I do have a lot of parts that I can use to level up that I haven't used them. So maybe I'll try that. Um, but other than that, man, just, uh, just hitting that persona, man. I'm I'm fifty, almost sixty hours in now. It's got it got to the point where it's really interesting. I'm at the end of the fourth dungeon, and um, and I'm still still enjoying it. Still strong. It's actually getting stronger as it goes. Um, it had a it had, that game had a really slow burn. Um, the the slow the burn on on Persona Four was about six eight hours, but the the burn on this one was like twenty five hours. So it's like not yeah up and you know you need to you need to give this time but once it clicks man it clicks and and it got to the point in the story where where you can you can actually start putting things together um so we'll see where it goes uh you know i can't wait to finish it to see where it goes and, and move on to other things i still have near that i want to play and there's some other a couple of games that we can talk about later and uh, e3 is coming out. so there might be some surprises Oh my god, yeah. And if they have an E3 sale next week, I'm probably gonna grab something. I'm like that, so yep. So that stinks. So Joel, talking about E3, uh, just a quick follow up with uh, uh, our last episode, and and we'll touch on these two things um, briefly. There's a uh, uh, Need for Speed actually got announced hours after we recorded the podcast. How's that? That that just was so rewarding. I was like, look at this. We do a predictions episode. Had no insider knowledge, and there it is. I I know, yeah. The, it was it was suspect suspected. I I I kind of felt it that that it was going to happen, but um, uh, uh, but it actually got announced. So it's called uh, Need for Speed Payback, and uh, I believe it comes out at the end of the year. They didn't really specify a date. 
Um, it's expected to come out at the end of the year. And it, the the trailer had a kind of like a Fast and the Furious kind of vibe to it. It's very it different. Did. Yeah, different from all the other Need for Speeds. And it's developed by Ghost. Ghost did, um, uh, what's it, Hot? Did they do Hot Pursuit or did they do, or was that Criterion? I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. sure, honestly. I know, yeah, I know Ghost did uh, the first one that came out. Um, when uh when the PS4 and, and Xbox One got released, uh, so they're they're a good developer. I think this you know Ghost came out of uh, Criterion, so um, yeah. It looks like they're putting a lot of emphasis on their locations in this game. That was the biggest thing I kept seeing in the the post that they put out on EA.com about it. I, I kept seeing uh, over you know talking about these landscapes and you know driving around these mountaintops and whatnot. So. When we actually get to see a full-on demo of it, I'll be interested to see how impressive the landscapes are. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see we'll see something about that uh, Saturday, for sure. Um, and uh, just real quick, um, Joel, there is a uh, a video or tra- a teaser teaser trailer for uh, the Xbox Scorpio, and it seems to be riddled with. Uh, Easter eggs and uh, hidden messages. So this was uh, this was reported uh, widely, um, referring to the article from The Verge right now. And there's several areas and during in, in the uh, in the trailer that there's numbers. So uh, to give you an example, there's one number that um, will say C uh, six is greater than four. You know six greater symbol four. This could be referring to six teraflops are better than four teraflops. So meaning the Scorpio is better than the, the PS4 Pro. Yep. So chat's taken. And then uh, the big one, the, it's there's a there's like a concert area, and in the stage, there is a string of numbers. Uh, basically, it's and I'm gonna read them real quick. Is X one zero S one zero one dash three one seven so excuse me what some people are getting from this number is the x10s is the name of the console but are they going to call it xbox one something or are they going to call it (laughs) s stands for something remember that yeah s stands yeah i mean s stands for something And they're going to call it Xbox One Scorpio. Uh, my prediction from last week was that it was going to be called the Xbox Elite. Just keep it simple. Maybe they're going to call it the Xbox One Spartan. Like the Spartans from Halo. Maybe they're going to call it the Xbox One Scorpio. Since you know uh, the community has kind of embraced that name. True. So... I don't know. So that's interesting. Uh, and then the other set of numbers is some people are putting it together in, and it's it's 101317, which could be 101317, which is October 13, 2017. So they're pointing that that could be a potential release date for the console. Uh, now, what's interesting, Joe, is that uh, um, Middle Earth Shadow War got delayed until October 10th, three days before the release of the Scorpio. And that game, when it leaked, it got leaked at the first as the first 
Scorpio compatible game. Interesting. So, so take that as you, you know, take that with a grain of salt. We're just pulling numbers from a, from a, YouTube <laughs> a, a marketing, video. a marketing video. Yeah. And, and, and coming up with our own theories. But they wanted you to catch this. I mean, there's, there's no Absolutely. way. They had, and I think they would have leaked it out regardless anyway, some of the stuff, especially the six better than four. Like, they're really trying to be like, hey, look, you got the power. But, I mean, when I was looking at this, I, I mean, I watched the, the – when I first watched the video, I was like, where's the hidden numbers? I was like, I don't see it. Yeah, no, you, have, looked, to, you have to look real close, yeah. You have to be a screenshot – super sweaty nerd to catch this I, I give these guys so much credit the way that they found particularly the one with the concert i mean how do you how do you spot that yeah and and because that yeah especially that shot's really really crammed so yeah the guys that found that did a great job yeah definitely yeah just a, and, and a quick update on, on the scorpio it came out today that uh, microsoft is unlock it's unlocking an extra gig of ram for developers to, you know, to be able to use more more RAM off of the Scorpio. So just a quick quick update. So I think what well, I'm I'm not sure what the um, I because there's the specs that are out there are still speculative. We don't know exactly right how much, how much RAM uh, is reserved for OS and 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 then what what it's a lot allotted for games. So. Uh, they they just open up a, an extra gig of RAM, which is good for them. It's kind of like what the what the PS4 Pro did, because uh, the Pro they added a gig of RAM, a separate gig of RAM to put the um, uh, the OS on it, uh, where and, and then developers could use that extra gig of RAM on the on the PS4 Pro. So it's so, something very similar to this. Of course, the Scorpio is uh, supposed to have four extra gigs compared to the PS4 Pro, so. Um, but yeah, just a, a quick update on on the Scorpio and and Need for Speed. And um, Joel, do you have anything, any news that you need to talk about? Anything new, or do you want to just keep on rolling with the video games? I think I think this episode we should just keep rolling with the games because that's that's what's coming out now. I mean, those are the two things I know that were the hot stuff from last week's episode. That it just so happens. You know, we, we have the follow up to it, but I want I definitely want to make sure we get into that Final Fantasy news that that you had pointed out to me earlier today. Oh yeah, yeah. So the city, the city of Final Fantasy, uh, Joel, you you're a big PSP. That's right, fan, right. So the city of Final Fantasy is a uh, basically a fighting game that came out for the PSP. Yep. Um, There's two two of them, uh, the city and the city zero twelve duo decim, and um, those na- those games never made it out of the PSP, but a, a, a about a year or so ago, I was about a year and a half ago, over in Japan where arcades are still alive, alive and kicking, um, the Square Enix partnered with Koei Tecmo and Team Ninja, the guys that did the uh, Ninja Gaiden games for uh, Koei Tecmo. They they partnered up and they did an arcade version of the City, and it's a three v three version of the game and it has you know all the characters from final fantasy 1 through 14 and the villains and uh the gameplay is hectic and it looks really cool i've seen pictures of the arcade machine joel and it's really interesting because the controller for the uh for the actual arcade for the uh for the machine it's like if you take a dual shock 4 and you split it in half 
Nice. You have like two sections, like kind of like two separate joysticks that you can use. So so it's just like that. And it even has the the you know the 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 triangle square cross circle buttons on it. So it's it's like even it's like PlayStation branded pretty much. And and I know the arcade version was running on a modified version of the uh, a, a PS4 hardware. Oh really? Yeah, it was. So it was. This was a partnership with Sony as well. So uh, it was. An, it got announced. So Dissidia and T Final Fantasy is coming out. Uh, it got announced as, as a PS4 exclusive, coming out early 2018. And they released a trailer that, that I've seen that trailer in the past. Uh, I'm a big Dissidia fan because I, I I got I, I never owned a PSP, but on the Vita I was able to grab uh, uh, Do What Decim. And okay. I put I put like eighty hours on that thing because I loved it. I even every every once in a while I'll just pop it in and, and play a couple of play a couple of matches because it's so good. That game's so good. So I'm really excited that this thing's coming out. Yeah, yeah. I love it when they take the classics like this. The PlayStation takes the time and say, like, we're gonna remaster this thing and put it on PS4. Especially that I mean, we're not even talking about a PS3 game, we're talking about a PSP game. And it's perfect timing to, uh, you know, between the release of the last Final Fantasy game, we just had come out and now throw some nostalgia as a lot of fans are coming back into the franchise or not that they left the franchise per se, but, you know, they, you know the, the, the dry time and they, they got their time done with the, this last game and now they, they want something else Final Fantasy. Guess what? You can play a game that you maybe already have played, but now you can play on your PS4. Yeah. Yeah, well, and this one's very different because it uses Tecmo's engine, and it you know it's it's built from the ground up. It's not just a port, and it's three v three, so it's it's multiplayer. You know, this could be this has esports potential. If you true. ask me, that's true. Yeah, I fighting games, man. This I love them. Yeah, and and also also Final Fantasy. I'm not sure if these this was actually uh, revealed in the past, but Final Fantasy twelve, the Zodiac Age. Uh, comes out july 11th on ps4 ps4 exclusive so gotcha. if you never if you never played final fantasy 12 definitely grab this one and if you like rpgs final fantasy 12 is is one of the best games ever made this thing is phenomenal even it, and it went through development hell like most final fantasy games do um but 12 12 is so good i still i still have my copy for ps2 i bought it on release date and that game is phenomenal i have a friend that put like 200 hours on it because it's it's the world is really big there's a lot of side quests um uh, the story is good it's it has a very star wars type of type of story um but it was interesting you know and and good replay value the fighting the 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 battle mechanics and the gambit system on that game uh, you know it was definitely ahead of its time um and it's funny, Joe, because I remember I remember buying my PS3, and and there was no games. <laughs> I mean, I had I had a couple of games, but you know, the PS3 didn't have a lot of games when it came out. And and I and I and I kept playing. I I owned the this was release PS3, so it was backwards compatible, and and I just kept playing Final Fantasy XII on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I I think I put uh, close to 100 hours on it. I can remember. Wow. Um, but then then PS3 games started coming out, and I as they as you know more games come out, you you kind of stop playing older games. Which segue to our next topic. 
Huh, all right. So so where do we start with this one? Um backwards compatibility. Backwards compatibility. So uh Joel, you know that um a lot of fans, uh PlayStation fans complain that they don't, you know, oh why don't PlayStation do backwards compatibility? Xbox has it. Xbox fans say, Oh yeah, we do have backward compatibility that you know, Sony ponies and whatnot and in the back and forth, console wars, bullcrap, and all that. But uh, Ars Technica did this very, very, very interesting analysis. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and um, they they basically put an API in a server, and they monitored Xbox Live activity for um, a, a, an exorbitant amount of minutes. I mean, this wasn't a small, a small sample. So... Um, and and what they what they what they concluded was that only 1.5% of Xbox One or Xbox Live users um, use the backwards compatibility feature. Oh my goodness! So it was shocking because it's like wait, only 1.5% because. Xbox One, you know, fanboys tout. I was like, oh, this is yeah, we can play all these games on on our on our console, but then you're not really playing them. And yeah, th- yeah, I, I I agree. This is the mountain that this is the thing that they throw in front of the PlayStation people, the PlayStation community. They fight so hard over this. We have it. We have it. We have it. Just because you have it doesn't mean you use it. And that's yeah. what this. That's what the study shows. I mean, this is a study, like you said, it wasn't a short one. It was uh, sampled from September 26th of 2016 mm-hmm. up until February 12th of 2017. That's a while. And, and, and almost a million users. It was 130,000 Xbox One, Xbox and only one 5. users. And 1.5% of them were playing Xbox 360 backward. Comp- I mean, that's, a, that's a, such a small amount of people playing. Yeah. That, that's For, crazy. To, to keep the 1.5% of people happy... You that now you can see why PlayStation, you know, doesn't necessarily want to invest the kind of money that would that would make the PS4 backwards compatible with the PS3. So yeah, yeah. How do you take you take this data and you say to yourself, why would you spend all this extra money to have your system compatible when there's no one really using it? It just yeah. just it doesn't justify it from a business perspective. So of course they're looking at the data but they the thing is like i i was talking to you about this like how they playstation what they do do is they do respect classic games so ps1 games they put that on ps3 hopefully they put a lot of those back on put put those compatible on ps4 um they have a lot of remastered games that they've been doing on ps4 so it's not like old games are forgotten but they just realize there's no point in making everything or a lot of titles, you know, backwards compatible when no one's really using it. Yeah, I can see the the the, the big thing here is like, I mean, it, going back to to PS4 real quick, jabs at PS4 too, but it, PS4 should be compatible with PS1 games, should be compatible with PS2 games because you can PS4 can easily brute force. Uh, oh yeah, of, both of those. Um, PS3 now it's a different you know it's that that's a completely different kind of monster, you know you were talking about uh, you know different architecture different 
graphics chip from a different manufacturer. The cell engine. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about a very complex CPU that that used to multi-core, you know, and, and, and all that on, on a lot of the games. So it is a little bit more complex. It's just not, you know, a, a straight port. Um, I, I remember watching a video on um, how Naughty Dog ported um, The Last of Us on on PS4 when they were working on the remaster, and they were they were showing how they just straight up ran the code as it ran on PS3, <laughs> and and they just moved the camera and the shaders were all over the place and everything was busted, and then the game crashed. Wow! So, and it was just starting the game, so. It's 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 a lot more work. Uh, this is you know to make PS3 games compatible on PS4. This could you know this is R&D. This could take you know thousands, if not if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to make it work for you know a minimal gain. So they they probably won't get their investment back if they do it. They they really have no need for it right now. It would be great to have, but there's no need. Um, so interesting stuff, man. Um, it looks like, based on the based on the uh, on the report, fifty four point seven percent of Xbox or, or of this sample of Xbox One owners uh, play Xbox One games on on their console, and that's that's a pretty good number. You know that that's healthy. So yeah, yeah, because yeah. because most people they do they play play games, and the other time they're watching Netflix. So yep. that, this this statistics looks realistic. I just think the shock factor is wow, <laughs> that one point five percent. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, sixteen point five percent on Netflix, six point seven percent of the TV app, six point six percent on YouTube. This shows how big YouTube is, man. It's you know it's a third of of Netflix usage so absolutely yeah youtube's pretty big and then other other non uh game apps 14.1 percent. that's probably going to be your wwe network your crunchyroll your spotify you know, your spotify yeah, other apps so good stuff man uh, uh props to ars technica on this article and just a quick follow-up joel today um one of the uh, Ars Technica responded to Mikey Barr from Microsoft uh, because he, he was he was disputing the uh, the numbers and and Ars Technica was yeah and Ars Technica are standing by their numbers so so good for you guys this is good stuff um, this is a this is, it, you know it's a great article well researched and it looks like they did do the proper analysis on 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 that time played so. Good stuff. If you're interested, I, I like uh, just a shameless plug for a website that doesn't really need a plug. Uh, but I, I I really like Ars Technica. It, it is one of my one of my favorite sites out there. Um, it has really good articles, well written, and and you know, it um, is yeah. you, you know tech and gaming and 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 all that good stuff. It's a it's a it's a cool site. So, so yeah, Joe. Nintendo, man. Nintendo, <laughs> Pokemon. Some big news came out on that side. I know I, a few, you know, there was one guy I was talking to, uh, he was talking to me about this. He's like, yo, did you see the news today? I'm like, trust me. Trust me. I, I, I saw it. it. This is the talk of the town. And <clears throat> anything Pokemon, since Pokemon Go, I think there's a resurgence of fans. <laughs> 
Yeah, it, it is uh, a go go brought, brought the community together. It did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, no, and now after after Go came out, um, Sun and Moon came out for the 3DS, and those games always do really well. Uh, but um, Nintendo just announced uh, announced uh, Ultra Sun and Moon for uh, for the 3DS. So it's an updated version. Uh, it's going to come out on November 17th. And uh, it's basically going to be an updated version of Sun Moon with uh, new Pokemon. Uh, you'll have like ultra versions uh, of of Pokemon. Um, so it looks like I'm I'm pretty sure this is probably going to be the last big 3DS game to come out at least this year for sure. And maybe 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 ever. I don't I don't think what Nintendo has planned. I don't know what Nintendo has planned for next year. For the 3ds, I guess we'll find out at E3. Um, but this looks like it's going to be the last hurrah for the 3ds. I, I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. So if you're a Pokemon fan, you'll probably grab this one for sure. And the other one, Joe. Remember last week when I mentioned that um, I think that Smash Brothers was going to get ported to the uh, Switch. To the Switch. So turns out, Pokemon tournaments gonna get ported. <laughs> so, that... which, which is fine because I mean, it's, if you're into the fighting games, like you're still gonna. I mean, it's that's a good idea. Yeah. So Pokemon Tournament DX and that's gonna come out on September twenty second for the Switch. Uh, I played demo for the uh, for the Wii U at, at Best Buy and it was fun. Okay. Oh, I did. It looked good. I I mean, I didn't have the time to actually learn you know the mechanics properly. But I've seen some videos out online, and it looks like the netcode was good on that game. It was fun. So, yeah, I, people will buy it. I mean, you put Pokemon on a console for, you know, before Christmas. Yeah, that's a good that's a good move. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of kids are going to go out the DSs. They're going to be getting the Pokemon Gold, Pokemon Silver. And then for those who are getting a Switch, well, you have a game you can play with your friends, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so good stuff. I mean, Nintendo, Nintendo keeps keeps this ball rolling, and uh, they're they're gonna roll the, the ball of money soon. Pretty much, all uh, that Nintendo money, which yeah. is so strange to say, because when they were with the Wii U, like we weren't talking about them this way, and it wasn't because we were hating on them. It just there was wasn't making the impact that was expected. But it's amazing to see how this thing has turned around. Yeah, and also a quick update on on the Switch, Joel. Um, there's uh, the sales are supposed to be around four million right now. Wow! So it's it's out definitely out. It's outpacing everything that Nintendo's ever made ever. So wow. this is this is a, a surefire hit, and I know that uh, they're ramping up production uh, shipments. Uh, yeah, yeah, I get notifications on shipments. It's like the eleventh. There's a, a big shipment coming out to the U.S. So wow! If you have no, if you got haven't gotten the switch, uh, they they're they're coming back. They're gonna be back in stock uh, in a few days here. Pro- yeah, so on the eleventh, so that's like right before E three. So, <laughs> uh, so if you if you grab one, you know you're pretty lucky. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, we just wanted to talk to talk to you guys about uh, a couple of things you know that we've enjoyed this week. Uh, one one thing, Joe, and I and I fa- fanboyed out this morning. I was gonna say you can't like, forget this bit of news, like, man. Like, ho- holy crap! So 
So, Joel, and, and I've mentioned this before, Metal Gear Solid is it's my favorite franchise, gaming franchise uh, ever. So um, there's a, there's a rumor, or the, it's it's confirmed, but I don't know. I don't know. They're calling it the E3 Coliseum. I guess that's the, the thing Jeff Keighley is doing. Uh, but there's uh, Hideo Kojima is going to be... Um, it's gonna be at E3. Also, Death Stranding. It's it. They they said it was not gonna be at E3, uh, which is kind of disappointing. I was hoping to to see that open the, um, the yeah. the, so, the Sony show. Get Emma Stone or somebody out there. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping for my for my you know Scale Johansson reveal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't get that, so I'm, I'm kind of sad. But you know, if Kojima's there, something's gonna happen. Oh so, yeah. So apparently Kojima is going to be on stage with uh, Jordan Bach Roberts. That's gonna, that's the guy that directed Kong Skull Island. That's going to be directing uh, the Metal Gear Solid movie. And uh, apparently Sony owns the right to the movie, or Columbia Pictures owns the right to the movie, and they're going to be on stage somewhere. I don't know what they're going to talk about. I'm if they Joel if they announce an MGS movie, I will go bananas. Oh yeah, and then out of nowhere, Hugh Jackman walks out. <laughs> uh, uh, oh no, I can't, I can't. Too much, man. You're killing me, man. My fun, my fanboy heart can't take this. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious, this dude. I mean, just the announcement itself. Wow. That, that yeah. My hope is, you know, since they're taking it so seriously, you have the actual creator of the game involved with the movie. It's not some studio just trying to make. An adaption of a game, but you have the, the the creator of the game also there with you. I think yeah. this could be the first solid and well received all around, like you know, generally uh, a video game movie. I think this really has the ability to do that. There's a lot of video game movies that some people argue I like it, I don't like, but they're not generally well received. They're usually on the the low tier of film. But Metal Gear yeah. Solid, this could be the one. Yeah, and if you if you check IMDb, uh, Hideo Kojima is listed as a co-writer in a movie. So Perfect. if if he's in, if he's involved in 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 any way, and and um and and, and Bart Roberts can actually keep keep everything together. Like I said before, uh, he's a he's a, a a big Metal Gear fan, so so he really knows his stuff. He really knows the series, and and it's something he enjoys. So. Um, so he's gonna be he's gonna be uh, uh, gonna be very interesting. Uh, I'm really excited to see what they're what they're gonna do and if there's any sort of announcement. Uh, real quick, Jill, um, before we go, a couple of uh, uh, quick announcements. Uh, that that PS4 Slim one terabyte uh, gold edition. Or oh, it's limited, real. Yeah, that thing's coming out. So if you don't have a PS4, this thing's gonna be at a uh, two fifty, uh, I believe, for the rest of the month. Yep, and, I uh, I saw I saw the actual trailer for it while I was watching the NBA Finals too. So I know they're getting a lot of promotion out for this gold PS4. Yeah, yeah. So it looks it looks pretty nice. Um, you know, I, I don't need a slim, but if you don't have a PS4, uh, this is probably a great choice. So I agree. It's a great price too. So two fifty for you know limited edition console. It's it's worth it. Uh, and real quick, um, two uh, games that I forgot to mention that had come out. Um, two fighting games, since we're kind of talking a little bit about fighting games here today. Um, uh, uh, Guilty Gear XR Rev 2 came out 
last, I, I want to say it was the last week of May. So uh, that would have come out on, I believe it was the 23rd or the 30th, one of those two days. I, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure, um, but it did come out. If you, if you like anime fighters, um, that have really intricate deep mechanics and and it's you know overall awesome uh check it out and then tekken 7 came out last week and two uh uh two raven reviews uh, everyone's uh everyone has a if everyone's experience have been really positive with that game i know that i, I heard the online's kind of spotty still but for the most part uh the experience with tekken 7 has been pretty positive so uh yeah those two games real quick and uh that they came out so um yeah that's what we got for you guys today joe where uh where can everyone find us yeah definitely thank you guys again for making us a part of your day we're so glad to talk about uh, all the things that we enjoy with you uh you please make sure to stay in contact with us stay connected twitter instagram facebook twitch you can follow us at no low time that's at no low time we also would love for you guys to send in any question, comments, feedback. If you love the show, just send us an email saying, I love the show. And anything, we would love to hear from you guys. And our email you can send to is noloadtime at gmail.com. That's noloadtime at gmail.com. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Again, thank you so much for listening to the show and making it a success. Yeah, thank you guys. Definitely. Uh, we, really, we really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to two nerds talk about movies and video games so we really appreciate it uh joe before before we jump into the uh, song of the show uh next week e3 starts saturday that's right uh, all the way through thursday thursday night uh we'll record our our e3 um you know impressions episode it's going to be a special episode uh so we're not going to have our what's up uh, like, like we had last week uh, so we have a special episode for that we're going to try and do something something different for that episode so we'll see we'll see we'll see if we're able to to pull it off yeah yeah <laughs> we'll too. see yeah it's a, i mean it's 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 part of having low friends in high places so we'll see we'll see if, if we can if we can actually do something for you guys uh and uh yeah thank you guys so much and some of the show again going back to fighters actually yeah <laughs> so it's gonna uh this is from virtual fighter 2 uh, I'm one of my favorites, uh, Masega Kid. So, uh, VF2, and this is Echo Stage. So, again, thank you so much for uh, joining a little no low time, and we'll see you guys next week. That's right. See you guys. <laughs>